You're listening to Gospel-Centered Rest, a podcast by Grace Bible Church in Cambridge, Ontario, dealing with topics of life and theology, and how Christ's promise of rest for the weary and heavy-laden gives us strength for today and hope for tomorrow. Welcome back to Gospel-Centered Rest. We are back with a part two of a two-part conversation that we have with Jeff Hesslink, who is involved with Missions to the Margins, which is a ministry in downtown Cambridge, which focuses on ministering to the marginalized and those who are homeless. And in today's conversation, which was recorded previously, Jeff and I discuss some of the practical implications of how the church can get involved in the lives of those who are marginalized. So we hope you enjoy this episode and are blessed by it. So a few a few questions that I thought would be really good because yeah. I because I know that I know that people in the church um, and myself included uh, we we have these we have these questions of you know like how do I how do I reach out to a to somebody who who might be homeless mm-hmm. um, should I give this person money um, should I give them food is there something else that they need yeah. what are what are the needs of of the marginalized so I just want to take a few minutes and just kind of answer answer some some of these questions for us and, and maybe just get some discussion going. But what do you think is the best way for the church to get involved in the lives of the marginalized? Sure, yeah. So I think it's so awesome and so encouraging and so commendable to see you guys right down here in the core. Like you're still kind of getting on your feet, kind of moving mm-hmm. in, understanding the lay of the lay of the land, and then also understanding how this building kind of works and what we can do. Uh, that's so amazing and wonderful. And so, mm. yeah, I just want to like commend you for that. And I'm so thankful for the presence of Grace right down here in the mm. core. It's beautiful. Uh, and yeah, hats off for putting yourself in a place where this is what you're going to be interacting with and and dealing with. It's wonderful. Mm. Uh, it's God's heart. You know, God has such a heart of steadfast love and mercy. Uh, so to like place yourselves right in the middle of that right down here is beautiful. Mm. So I think that an important place to start is, and it's always the where we begin is our heart posture. You know, I think it's somewhere in Deuteronomy. He, God t- tells us to have an not to close our hand, not to close our heart to the one who is without, mm-hmm. to the one who is um, poor among us. So that's always like step one is how's my heart? And mm-hmm. that, of course, is through living a healthy spiritual life and fellowship with believers and personal devotions and like leaning into mm-hmm. regular Bible study and prayer and walking with brothers and sisters and all of that. That, that puts us in the right, in the right frame of reference or like the right headspace to operate when we're going to be living this life out as the church in this place. So step one is our, our heart posture. Mm-hmm. And then step two, yeah, like being in the word, we'll remember that Jesus always encourages us or commands us to, to, to not be holding back, to give, yeah. to give, to give. And so it's always uh, best to operate with that, with that, you know, as our first action. So Mm -hmm. keeping some change in your pocket, keeping uh, gift cards in your pocket. And you know, um, coming at it from, looking at it from the other side, from the person who's asking, uh, people who ask are asking all the time, right? Yeah. And and so that's a challenge to us. But just speaking at it from their perspective, they have a lot of different reactions when they ask, right? Mm -hmm. They have people full of disdain and disgust. They have people who act like 
they're scared and they don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. Let's be the people when someone, when they ask, because these are people who are asking, let's be the people who are like different in that way too, in that we're generous. And, yeah. and we do need to have wisdom. If someone's coming to the church as the church, asking mm. the church again and again and again for stuff, well, we can set up a, a process for that where yeah. we will be generous and, and caring, but we will not be poor stewards and also not helping that person in the bigger picture. And so there's different ways different churches right. do that. You know, you can set up you know, we'll give once a month or every six months this much, whatever you set on, just Mm -hmm. set on that and stick with it. But then as individual members of the church going about our daily lives, yeah, let's be people who tend to say yes. And as, as parents, I think it's important too to have that posture of tend toward yes and tend toward blessing Mm -hmm. Uh, because people recognize that and and that gives glory to God and that points to God. And then when they see us coming into the church and out of the church or interacting in the future in different ways, uh, those things kind of build up and there's like this aggregate of like God is getting glorified through the people of, of, through his people, the church Mm -hmm. is beautiful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and and along those lines, we've, I know you and I have had, had, these conversations before and they've been so helpful but for me personally i know that when i'm walking on the street and i see somebody who who's asking and i give the money um i know that's not going to be the last time that i'm going to see that person right just because of the nature of where our church is and the nature of the fact that i'm working down here you know every day of the week and i try to go for a walk most days and 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 meet people and, and different things like that but i'll see that person again and so it might just be like a few dollars, but that's a, that starts a relationship yeah. and that starts that, uh, starts down, down that road of those kinds of relationships you were talking about. Yeah. Um, so which brings me to question B, um, which we kind of talked about a little bit, but that is, that's always the question, right? Mm-hmm. Like in people's minds, should I really give money to this person? Um, am I enabling right. some kind of bad habit if I'm giving or is it okay to give money or, you know, should I just give them food instead? Should I right. go buy them a burger and bring it to them instead? Um, I have a funny, a quick funny story, but I tried to give food to somebody and they didn't want it <laughs> because they were full there. Uh, <laughs> and you had, you had mentioned to me that people down here generally are fed quite well, yeah. um, through the different, uh, social assistances that are, that are down here. Yeah. So, so yeah, so. So what? So the big money question: Should we or shouldn't we? Right, that is the big question, isn't it? Yeah, you don't want to enable. You don't want to uh, contribute to the problem. Um, shouldn't people work? Uh, Paul says, you know, if we don't work, we don't eat. I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that is the big question. So uh, I guess then it comes back to what's my relationship like with God? What's my relationship like with Jesus? Mm. I know personally for me, like I don't always uh, probably use my money to the best of my abilities. I don't always do the right thing with my funds, but God is so generous and steadfast Mm. in his love and care for us. Uh, He continues to bless me all the time. Uh, Mm. And therefore, I am to be Christ-like uh, I am to, um, yeah, to be a little Jesus going about in the world. Yeah. So whether it's food, whether it's uh, gift cards, whether it's cash, I say, yeah, let's, if mm-hmm. you have it, 
I mean, I don't always have it and then I can't, but if I have it, we should give it. And what if they use it for drugs? Honestly, like it's a little bit uh, complicated to get into at the moment, but the, the, for some folks who live where they live, the reason they live there is because of trauma and things that happened in the past that continued to happen all through their life, this continual theme, uh, right up to the present tense. Um, I think that if I were, if that were my story, I would probably use drugs too. And so if giving money to that person is an is if I'm giving that to Jesus Mm -hmm. with my heart and if I'm open to be used by Jesus, then my posture to that person is love. And if I give money to that person because they're asking me, and Jesus said to give to them that ask, yeah. then I'm keeping open the possibility that God could use this interaction somehow. Yeah. Because that's the desire is to see people like restored and set free from addiction and mm-hmm. to see people, yeah, made whole. A one with him, in relationship with him. And I don't know how that's gonna look in the fleshing out life, but yeah. But by giving money, I can uh, open the door. I'm just like blessing and serving, treating someone mercifully and uh, ha- ho- holding the door open for possible uh, future relationships with them. Mm-hmm. And that's just what Jesus does to me. Mm-hmm. He gives and blesses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very good. Very good. Um, now, I know this is, this is off, the, off, the, off the script a little bit, but uh, you had mentioned earlier how people that are marginalized feel like they're just ignored that, Mm. you know, people just walk by them. Um, what is, what's, what is, what does a good interaction look like? Like if I'm walking on the street thinking just downtown Cambridge here, you can't walk two blocks without coming across somebody. Um, what is, uh, what's a way that I can even just be a blessing like with my presence to that person that's on the street? A one is eye contact. Don't avoid Mm-hmm. Yeah, just shooting from the hip, I would say A1 is yeah. eye contact. Don't avoid eye contact. Smile. And and then re- and then like kind of see mm. what they do. Yeah. If they don't particularly want to have a conversation, that's fine. Yeah. But if they do want to have a conversation, that's fine too. And mm. uh, it doesn't mean we're going to have a big, long 20-minute conversation. But, but engage with them and treat them uh, with respect and dignity. Uh, that's mm. the first thing. That's the biggest thing. I, I was having a conversation just the other day with the uh, previous ED uh, for, I don't know, 30 years. Pat Singleton was the ED of the food bank. Great, mm. great, loving, like so much wisdom in this lady. And she was interact. She was telling me a story of how she had just had an interaction with someone who asked for money and she didn't have any. Mm-hmm. And uh, how did she word it? She said something like, you know, I'm sorry, I don't have any on me. And, uh, you know, I would wish you, I hope, I would say, I hope you have a great day, but I know that's a really, that can be a really difficult thing for you. That could be a really difficult thing for you. So Mm -hmm. I don't remember how she ended it, but she ended it with just like care and, and tenderness. And I don't think that's something that we can like conjure up or manufacture, but I think we can pray for it and ask the Lord to, um, to birth that within us, Mm -hmm. to be his conduits of love and grace and mercy to people, uh, particularly those who are right down at the bottom. Mm -hmm. And, and so I would say, yeah, like, let's be a people who, who lean into that and pray for that. Yeah. That's so good. And I, I love, I love, um, 
these things that you're saying because it's so much more than okay you know i i've checked off the box and i've given money and i've done my good deed oh. for the day it's it's all about relationship yeah. it's okay well i may be giving money to this person today but tomorrow I could be talking to them about the gospel or Amen. I could just be talking to them just about life, yeah. um, about their life, hearing how they got to where they are, hearing their story, um, hearing another way that I can maybe, um, that I can maybe meet them where they're at. Yeah. But to see this a, a, as a process, I see that as a theme through our conversation here, here, yeah. here this morning. I really appreciate that. Um, so what are the greatest needs? When you think of the marginalized in particular here in, in, in Cambridge, what are the greatest needs do you think a marginalized person has? Yeah, I mean, I think there's um, there's the systemic things. There is a lack of affordable housing. Mm -hmm. uh, that's probably the biggest one. Um, there is inadequate mental health care. Uh, that's another big one. Uh, addictions are, are just crippling mm -hmm. in this community. It's true. Um, and there are some in the church who are who are in that world mm -hmm. and who can uh, minister to people through the system. And that's wonderful and beautiful. Uh, but I think for the church as the, like talking here today, yeah. the biggest thing that people need is what we have been given the command to uh, share and to go and do, which is the gospel like any person or group of people, the biggest need that we have is is to is our lack of relationship with God, like mm -hmm. our brokenness as people with God. And so the church has this unique uh, calling and opportunity to to go to these people who live all along the same world that we live in. They mm -hmm. walk the same sidewalks, drink the same water, but at the same time, they're in a whole other world, in a whole other reality. Uh, we have the opportunity to uh, share what we all need most of all. And so through love and through presence and through uh, care and through, yeah, uh, leaning in and, and praying that God would use us, we can um, be used by God to minister to people mm -hmm. and to, to, to bring and to be agents of the kingdom of God into this world that is, for folks on the margins, often fairly broken and dark, mm -hmm. maybe hopeless, full of despair. We can bring hope and peace, the opportunity for hope and peace and uh I mean, mm -hmm. becoming a Christian doesn't mean that you're going to look monocultural, but so there might still be some variety in people's lives, but, but to see lives restored and set free from addiction in the deepest possible sense, yeah. uh, that's what people need the most, whatever people's lifestyle is or yeah. wherever their income level is. And, and as the church, that's what we really bring. The temptation can be to water it down into just like meeting a physical need. And that if we can, then definitely let's do it. Mm -hmm. uh, but, but let's not lose sight of uh, the true uh, power of the church, the true, uh, what the church really brings anywhere is the gospel. And that is complicated. It's not a program, but it is, it is a calling. And so we uh, meet together as the church. We uh, are, you know, we're using everything that God has given us yeah. to be equipped, to be messengers of the gospel. And, and that is the biggest thing that people mm -hmm. uh, need from the church. Mm -hmm. That's great. 
Um, now, when you think of the location of our church and being in the area that we're in, and you you had just mentioned before we started recording, you came here on Sunday uh, uh, for for one of our services. This being in this area lends itself automatically to to be able to to minister to to the marginalized just 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 naturally. And I even just think like on a regular Sunday, we may get a few people from the streets that, that might come into a service. Um, what 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 should the church a church like ours in the area that we are do? Um, while we're in this area, like how can we minister to those people? Um, and I know sometimes there's this, uh, there's some stigma attached to that happening. Um, there can be some awkwardness felt uh, on, on on the part of people that are that are part of the church and not knowing like like how do I interact with this person that's <laughs> just coming to the church? This is new to me. Um, but what are some things that you would say? And, and I know we've touched on some of them, um, but in in relation to a church being where it is uh in this location yeah great question it's such a it's a complicated thing it's a complicated like ball of wax Mm -hmm. and and that's exactly the way it's supposed to be uh again i just want (laughs) to like commend you guys as a congregation for being where you are uh Mm -hmm. and it's not easy and simple but in this um opposite of easy and simple is like complex and and uncomfortable that's such a wonderful place to be uh, as believers because we when we are not in control that's a good place to be we 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 so struggle with being in control of our lives we we're not called to be in control of our lives so when we put ourselves in a place where someone could come in and they're not going to act the way we've been trained to act in church right um that is uncomfortable and out of control. Now there are, that's a, so that's beautiful and wonderful. And I just want to like encourage you. Mm-hmm. God will lead you. God has led you. He continues to lead and guide you, and you're going to see that, and that's mm-hmm. wonderful. So then, in in addition to that, of course, we are also called to be good stewards. Uh, you have this building and this space. You need to you need to be aware of the fact that some people yeah. might. Yeah, you have to be aware of these things. So you need to train. I would encourage you to train your deacons or some people who are present in yeah. the facility, just sort of like available. Mm-hmm. And and there's opportunities to like like talk with people who have done this before. Yeah, uh, churches that have felt the same calling and find themselves in the same place. What have they done? Uh, yeah, like protect the children in the sense that you have a solid plan and protect program yes. in place. Yeah, uh, and then. It's going to constantly be a challenge, but but hold the Sunday morning worship service like you you're going to need to hold the Sunday morning worship service mm. with a degree of like open handedness. Yeah. You know, like both the leadership of the church and the the congregation. There's a way that this needs to work, and there's well, it doesn't need to work. But there's a way that it has worked mm-hmm. for like hundreds and hundreds of years, and when someone comes in and doesn't and kind of disrupts that a little bit, it can be uncomfortable. So yeah. under understand that be aware of that that's okay yeah but that's not bad and <laughs> honestly yeah like i was here sunday and someone came in yeah. who was in that who played that role he, he yeah. was not conventional didn't play the game but man afterwards i sat, went and sat with him and and he is in the shelter he's struggling but he walks with jesus yeah. and he's just some days he's just barely holding on you know by the skin of his teeth and so what an opportunity mm-hmm. to be the church to this brother in christ uh 
it's a wonderful thing and it brings I think it's a pleasing aroma to God which is what we want to do mm-hmm. is be a pleasing aroma to God and it's a powerful witness in the world mm-hmm. it totally disrupts that whole <laughs> narrative that the church is just yeah. a bunch of dis you sure. know we have no relevance in culture no we're incredibly mm-hmm. relevant to the culture in this way and and that is in the right way it's a it's a gospel centered god glorifying way to be mm-hmm. relevant in serving and blessing and being available to the least and the last and the lost it's beautiful mm. well thank you so much jeff um this was an amazing conversation i just really appreciate your time we are we are praying for you. We are praying for for you and Eliza as you guys continue. Thank you. Um, continue this road of of, of building support and and um, getting churches involved. And we're just so grateful for your presence here and so grateful for this relationship that we have. And we look forward to many uh, fruitful moments of ministry together um, as as time Amen. allows. So. God well, I just you. want to thank you too. You guys are a wonderful congregation. So blessed mm-hmm. uh, to have met you and to walk with you. And yeah, I look forward to uh, the same, like mm-hmm. many, many opportunities to glorify God and see his kingdom go forward in the world together. Wonderful. Thank you, Jeff. Thank you.